Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making this place, Coastal Mississippi, and the state of Mississippi for that matter, such a great place to live, work, and play. Isn't it amazing that 2022 has already passed? And as I said on my outdoor show the other day, I can remember in January saying, where did January go? And now I can say, honestly, that where did 2022 go? I think it's a little bit the pandemic, a little bit coming out of the pandemic. But if you look back from 1919, excuse me, 2019 to 2022, it was it was really on sort of warp speed. That's That's what I would like to say. I hope 2023 slows down for everyone and they have an opportunity to reach their goals and then, you know, look around their their family and friends and take it all in and appreciate the moment, which is really kind of a, a theme here on Coast View. Um, I had a lot of fun getting ready for the show just now because, as most of you know from past conversations, I'm a former drummer. I loved, uh, you know, I loved playing the drums for for many years. Like to get my drumsticks out every now and then, which I did in just just a second ago. And I had my friend Steve Azar, who's got his his uh, guitar in his lap, the music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi, singer songwriter, and uh, you know, just a dear friend. He's also <coughs> in the Mississippi Minute on uh, on Super Talk. But anyway, it's been kind of fun to to kind of share notes, hasn't it, buddy? You know what you're gonna. You were playing some mean sticks on whatever the table that was, and I I was in shock. I didn't know. <laughs> so you see that? I did not have a clue that you could do that. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, you know, I, the things that we learn from being on our shows, you know? It more. is. You know, listen, my mother, my mother was a, uh, a piano teacher when I was growing up, and she was a wow. very, very accomplished piano teacher. And wow. I, I kind of picked up the piano. I, I don't remember much about it. I didn't. I never took formal lessons because I got kind of hung up on drums. But I could play the blues and and sit down even today and play a couple of songs that make you think I'm really a good piano player. But I'm not really. I just remember a few things and you know, that that impress. But I was a pretty good drummer actually. So I enjoyed drumming. Oh, unbelievable! You know, you're, I love that your mom saw the uh, the need because you were so well-rounded you know athletically obviously intellectually but to know that the arts and music was so important was she definitely the cornerstone of the family of the arts was she, what was your dad into my my I actually my dad was sort of the patriarch of our family uh, and um my dad unfortunately died when i was 21 he was 44 years old when he so passed away young. yeah yeah so yeah. young and and mm. of course my mom became sort of the center of our family at that time but, you know, it was never the same again. You know, when you lose your father at a young age and sure. you know, I have three sisters, it was, a, it was a tough time for us. But the reality is, you know, you find a way to move forward. And the inspiration that he was and my grandfathers and my grandmothers, I had, you know, we had such a wonderful family with the wisdom 
of of so many of the elderly Matthews and Maddoxes and others that really had a great impact on all of us. We we uh, we all turned out to be pretty well-rounded people. Yeah, well, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. There's been enough time go by and enough proof in the pudding, as they say. Hey, you've done a heck of a job. You've done a heck of a job living. I can tell you that. Well, listen, man, it's, it's exciting that you're with me for the first show because, Love it. you know, if you look back over the last couple of years, you and I have had a fun journey together. Uh, you and your show in the Mississippi Minute, you have these wonderful conversations with people that are, that are well known from across the United States. And you have such a you have such a, a wonderful way that you do those conversations, such a. First of all, you do your homework, and that's clear. But the other thing that hits me is that you're friends with all these people that you interview. You've you've come across them, and whether it be on the on the road, or whether it be through your nonprofit work, or whether it be you you providing your expertise to their nonprofit work, you've met a lot of people, and you connect well to people, don't you? Well, it's you know it's it's, it's athletics, really. To be honest with you, more than music. Well, we, you know, because we were still competing on the musical stage, somewhat. Yeah, uh, like uh, I was never competing with my songwriter friends, but when it got to be on stage, I felt like we were sort of at game time, right? We were in the huddle and you had that moment to sort of do your thing. It wasn't that you were trying to be better than everybody. You were trying to be better than yourself the last time you were trying to make. That's all you cared about. How good can we be tonight compared to yet last night? And that was the game. But then, of course, you, you had that that you know that competitive edge uh so but but the game of golf and playing a lot of basketball in music city uh when when we could you know with our bodies could make it up and down the floors uh (laughs) were were the two sports that allowed us to kind of spend once a week together sometimes two three times together on the golf course basketball was always once a week and we would go at it and you'd never know if it was chesney in there or uh you know there was just i remember uh uh, some just all my songwriter buddies coming in, telling me about the cuts that they had just gotten, uh, and of course I was just trying to be the be the songwriter that wrote the songs for the, myself, you know. And they were just songwriters. So uh, I remember Gordon Kennedy came in and he goes, we "We're about to to t- to tip off," and he goes, "Hey, Steve," I said, "What?" He goes, "I just got a Eric Clapton cut and a Wine on a Judd cut on one song," and I said, "Well, what is it called?" He goes, "It's called Change the World," and I went. <laughs> of course, it became this huge hit, <laughs> and we were just so happy, you know. Like so, uh, but sports-wise, in these charity events, playing golf, I'm gonna get to the answer here of just meeting on uh, and and a lot of actors and and comedians and just talented folks um, and sponsors, you know, because our charity events based off of people we've met from somewhere else, uh, and uh, it just gives you a lot of time, like with you and hunting and fishing. Uh, a lot of time to spend to get to know someone and you either know you love them or you don't. And that's it, <laughs> you know? And then when you do, it's forever. You, you, uh, you're great. You're, you're really good at connecting with people and, and through the the connections you make with people throughout your life, which again, you're very empathetic. You care deeply about the people that you, that you come in contact with that helps you be a better songwriter, doesn't it? Well, I mean, I think that you, first of all, you got to be very vulnerable. We've talked about this. I think when you are, if you can be vulnerable, you have no choice but to tell the truth, you know? So, um, and I think that that's the, the part of a songwriter that once you've allowed that in and you've allowed vulnerability to take place, 
then the only thing that could come out is this place where I think it's pretty warm and fuzzy. Uh, and I think people gravitate toward that, especially when they're listening to music. You listen to music wide to, to make yourself feel all these emotions, this whole gamut of emotions. And so as a songwriter, you have to be that to be able to allow the audience to, to, to come into your world. And that's otherwise you got no shot. Yeah, I, I feel like you don't. I mean, I, I always write from a place of substance. I feel like uh, sometimes I can get too heavy, but that's what moves me. That's what you know. But I still like to have fun with it at times. But um, I could be, I could be a little, little lighter on subject matter sometimes. But you know, part of the deal. You got a, you've got a wide range of, of uh, music, and I, I would encourage people to go to your favorite, you know, music platform and look up Steve Azar. And and listen to his music. Um, in the early days, I think it was a little bit maybe some renegade in you in the early days. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. I was a called of, outlaw in Nashville. A mix mean, of country and, and music, a little <laughs> yeah. heavily influenced by blues. You know, I think of some of your stuff more recently, like Cold Cold Water with with Cedric, uh, as sort of very classic. You know, kind of getting back to your roots kind of music. Well. Let me tell you that, that when Charlie Daniels calls you outlaw, you know that, that you're an outlaw. <laughs> he used to call me outlaw. I love Charlie. Um, shared the stage a bunch of times with him, and uh, it was you know one of those awesome moments. But he was a great guy. Uh, but you know that you're – I go, why is he calling me outlaw? You know? <laughs> but you know what the funny thing was? Cause, because I was playing all these Mississippi-inspired writing, the songs I wrote, at the probably the strangest places because everybody, but, but people were reacting, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and boy, it's a good thing that I didn't go into this overthinking it because if I did, I would have never found myself. I was just naive enough and probably just dumb enough, which I think you have to be, uh, to just really believe in what I was wanting to say. And I, I think that that was an important thing. I mean, I've got, there's been some shows at Porter Wagner. I got into it with Porter Wagner. I got, I mean, there's, I, I had some moments, you know, but he, he was, he, I felt like he was really wrong for what he did. And maybe I'll tell you guys on the show, but I can't tell you what I said to him. <laughs> that <laughs> hey, would be the to, other Steve. <laughs> I actually want to hear that. We're getting close to the end of the segment, but on the other side, I'd love to hear that story because he was a part of the old school country music scene. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting that you had that connection with Charlie Charlie Daniels. When I had Brad Arnold from Three Doors Down on the show, he told the story of when he was in Japan, he called Mr. Charlie. And it was it was it was Charlie Daniels and his wife that helped Brad Arnold sneak seek help for sobriety. Wow. And, and it changed wow, his yeah. life. He came home and it, it literally changed his life. And that yeah. that video That's and the beautiful. series of videos that came of that out of that from that Coast View session that I had with Brad has been viewed over sixty thousand times. It's just Yeah, well yeah, that those are those are real things in life that you pull for. I mean, yeah. you know, that those those are be- the beautiful moments in life and I love hearing that he reached out to Charlie. So we'll hear the Porter Wagner story. I'd like to hear that. And we'll talk about how writing this new state song for Mississippi, One Mississippi, has changed Steve's life. We'll, we'll see you on the other side. Live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Steve Azar, the music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi, singer-songwriter, Spends a lot of time just giving to charities across the United States, and he's wrote the state song for the state of Mississippi. So we're just catching up. Oh, in addition to that, he has in a Mississippi Minute here on Super Talk Mississippi. So just a great guy, and he's become a really good friend. Hey, when we went to break, we're talking about Porter Wagner. You know, well, first of all, for people who don't know who he is, because younger people who may be listening to this don't know the name. So who is Porter Wagner? Well, he was a he, for in his time, he was an outlaw, a true. Rene- a, a true groundbreaking renaissance man in in country music, right? Wore the crazy suits with all the glitter and all that. And so many have followed, right? And um, it's just, we, I have an interesting story. I was playing his show on national TV at the Opry. He had he, sort of his show on the Opry on a Friday night. I think it was a Friday night. And we had just, we were rolling. And one of my songs that I play live, it's, it's all about the musicians. In fact, I, the first time I ever played the Flatlands uh, was when Stevie Ray Vaughan passed away, and I was asked to do the tribute at the Delta Blues Festival. So I played Pride and Joy, and I played Flatlands, and I was young. I was very young, you know. Um, probably was not in college yet, so I was in high school. I think I think I was in high school. No, 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 no. I was I was I was just out of college actually. I got to get my years right. Anyway, long story short. The, the the I found myself, we had played it all over the country. And every even Mississippi Rising, we had done it, you know. Uh, yeah. We did the deal for Hurricane Katrina. And it was just one of those things that got people going, but it talked about us in Mississippi. So I decided, I think it'd be a good song to do. And the Opry, it's a little loud and a little fun, but and a little rambunctious and probably two Delta Blues. <laughs> but um, we played it, and we got a standing ovation. Everybody's on their feet, right? And then all of a sudden, I hear when I'm walking off, I thought we were at the Grand Ole Opry. And he starts to go, man, the country music. I thought we were at the opera. So he was really and on TV, right? So <laughs> I'm going like, I'm walking off stage and going like, I'm not hearing that, right? Because this, you know, as they say, proof is in the pudding, right? We talked about earlier. I'm thinking everybody loved it, which they did. So the next day, we have to do two shows. The next day, I go there. And it's not the televised portion. It's just Saturday night. And, I, and I'm, at the, I'm in my Opry room, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I cannot get a knock on the door. It's Porter's manager. He went, Porter would like you to come apologize to him. <laughs> and, I, and I went, apologize for what? And so he goes, well, you played that song on his show yesterday. And I started going like, you know, I remember Porter being pretty edgy back in the day. But so I said, okay, so I walk, get up, but I didn't have apologizing on my mind. <laughs> I was going to get, I was going to get him. So anyway, so I come out and the head of the opera, opera Pete Fisher no, knows me and he goes, Steve Azar, don't you do it. And my brother Joe is there and they're going, Steve, you got to calm down. And I said, you tell him the only reason he wears those sh- uh, suits that shine is because he needs whatever it is to help him shine. And I mean, I said something like that. And I said, you can go tell him to, I mean, I was on a roll. And yeah. so, and I said, if I go back there, he's not, he doesn't want me to go back there. So anyway, I was going like, this song's about my Mississippi home. And I took it personal, you know, you don't mess with Mississippi <laughs> and I'll never forget it. And I was like, uh, I, tw- I was like, they were having to pull me off of him, but I, uh, you know, 
I know I was wrong. I should have been taking the higher road, but <laughs> but he was wrong for not understanding that that crowd were on their feet and they loved the lyrics. You know, it talks about um, amazing grace everywhere, and it's a jam song. If, if nobody's ever heard my version of what's well, my song Flatlands, go to Delta Soul Volume One and listen to Flatlands. If you're from Mississippi, the last thing it says is "Welcome to Mississippi," and and I so. It bothered me. It was like he was beating on my little brother, right? That song was my little brother. And I love Flatlands, incidentally. I love yeah, Flatlands. Yeah. And in your so, anyway. Yeah, in your album of, of, of your collection of Mississippi songs, it's it's one of the highlights in my opinion. Oh, that's right. It's on my Mississippi reunion as well. Exactly. Where where so So let me show you yeah. a picture. I'm gonna show you a picture. What what is this picture? Can you tell who that is? Yeah, that's Porter, isn't it? No. Wait a minute, I can't see. Oh, oh Hank there Williams. Are. Oh, that's Hank right there. Yeah, you because Porter would have been wearing some shiny stuff. <laughs> and to his right, all the way to his trouble. right, there's a guy there with a hat, hat on. I guess they all have hats on. That's my uncle, R.D. Norton. He played fiddle wow. for Hank Williams. For, for Hank? Yes, in the, ni- get, in the 1940s. So he was part of, of the Drifting Cowboys. Wow, that's unbelievable. It's a great connection, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I respect Porter, by the way. I was just competitive that night. So just, you know, you know, sometimes you have to do it. So uh, but I do respect him. I do feel like he sort of pushed the the, he forgot about what got him where he got, you know, a little bit. And 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 Flatlands to me is is, lyrically is as beautiful as it gets. It's honest. It's real. It just it just rocks a little more than what he was used to. That's all. I love Flatlands. What a great song it is. Um, uh, if, as you think about your life since our amazing state passed your song, One Mississippi is a New State song, it has been a hell of a ride for you, hasn't it? It's been the coolest thing. People are starting to buy sheet music now, bands, marching bands. But, you know, we got the book, children's book, where Sarah Frances Hardy has just been sending me pages, and it's unbelievable. She's created these seven beautiful children, and they're portraying the words. I, I can't wait for you to see it in the state of Mississippi, but also the, I'm getting all these emails. The other day I got a, a, te- a text from my brother in Batesville who said someone in Jackson sent him this. It's their daughter, uh, and she's listening to the song Singing One Mississippi because it's part of a homework assignment. And that was always the goal, right? And I visited probably five or six schools total so far. And I think when I visit, they leave and they start to work on the song. So I may have to visit every school. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, me. Come on, I mean, I mean, it's, uh, I, let me just say this. Flatlands, I didn't go in the room with Porter. But if he would have said something about one Mississippi, I'd still be on top of it. Because, <laughs> That's how much I love our home, you know, and I, 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 I just feel like uh, what a blessing. Well, I'm so it says blessing. It, it is, you know? and and for people who don't know this who are listening to Coast View, mm-hmm. I reached out to you as we were developing the new format for Super Talk Outdoors, and my first my first thought was, you know, Steve, do you have a song that really celebrates the outdoors? And you said, I don't know. Let's go look at the catalog because how many songs have you written, incidentally? Oh, I, I mean, if I if I say a thousand, I'd be understating. So thousands. I don't know if you start saying thousands, maybe they haven't lived long enough. But I mean, I'd write eighty a year for yet forever. So I, I wrote a lot of songs. Yeah. Who knows? So, a lot of songs. so. So anyway, after I made the request, 
we uh, we came together, and I had I had been listening to one Mississippi the video that you had done, the original video that you had done when when the governor asked you to write this special song for for sure. this very important occasion for Mississippi, and um, and I heard those magic words that were were dealing with you know. The, the outdoors. I mean, it was in the song. And I said, well, why don't we use one Mississippi, Steve? It's got a great line in it about the outdoors. I mean, I, isn't it funny? You had to make me aware of it. <laughs> I was going like, what? <laughs> you know, like, you know, when you're writing songs, sometimes you just, you just see everything is one. You don't see the, you don't see the individual lines you see. So if you go, Steve, what's the line in the third, I'd, I'd have to go in and I have to go look it up. I mean, but if you just said, go play it, it's, it's one <laughs> body of work. So right. it's interesting that you were able to find that, but I wasn't. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so funny. It is, uh, it is a special song that covers so many elements that are great about Mississippi. And, and as you and I ultimately agreed that 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 particular stanza was perfect for Super Talk Outdoors, and I get yeah. to listen to it every week. I get to listen to your voice and one Mississippi every week oh, man. because it's the theme song to Super Talk Outdoors, and I love talking about it. I mean, at least every other week, I bring people's attention to the fact that you are my friend, and you wrote this amazing song. It is now the state song for Mississippi, and I'm privileged to have it as the theme song oh, man. for Super I'm Talk pretty, Outdoors. I'm I'm grateful and honored. It's, I'm humbled and every other word that goes with that, for sure. When you go back, though, you know, and, and we, we, we've uh, chatted a little bit about this, but the fact is when you're out and about, whether you're in Mississippi or not in Mississippi, in some other state doing charity work or whatever it is, people are generally touched by the reality that you are the author. You're the one who wrote the state song for Mississippi, and they're touched by it, aren't they? Well, I can tell you this, they are. Really, and my songwriter buddies are all like, you know, come on, like you got to be kidding me, like they they're just like going like, you know, it, it matters to them as well, and they've been very kind, kind-hearted, kind words. A fellow artists, same as well, all the fellow artists that have jumped in and helped me with it, as far as uh, celebrating it, you know, um, uh, the it's been really cool. the The crazy thing is, I've been in different states. And you get a standing ovation when I play. I, I say, I'm not going to play it. And I go out and play Oh, please play it, you know. I'll sort it. And then all of a sudden, I'll play it. And they'll be on their feet. And I'm just like, this is wow. And I love that. And, uh, you know, the most one of my most Shazam songs last week on Apple was uh, was uh, one Mississippi in Spain. What? In Spain. So, yeah, it's one of my most Shazam. A lot. Like, in, in three days, it was Shazam. Like, you know, not not two, three hundred times, but like 50. Yeah, that's awesome. Though. That, that's in, that's in, in a that's three, incredible three day stretch in Spain, and that's you know, yeah, in three hey, days. We're visiting with Steve Azar, the music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi, music songwriter, spent a lot of time in Nashville, came back to Greenville, his home, writing from there and doing amazing things from there. The, the, uh, the, he wrote the state song from Mississippi and has in a Mississippi Minute here on Super Talk. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We'll see you after this. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Steve Azar, the music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi. He's a singer-songwriter. He has In a Mississippi Minute here on uh, Super Talk Mississippi. You know, Steve, I know you do this too, but it's interesting that during the break, some of the most interesting conversations take place. And sometimes you wish the recorder was playing. But you yeah. and I, we were talking about Fred Hayes and Apollo 13, and Fred Hayes being from Biloxi, I've had the opportunity to spend some time with him here. And you said, isn't it cool that we get the opportunity to talk to people like that? And I, I agree completely, the, the chance to, to learn from them and to hear their story. Because there are people like us that had a, had a dream and, and sought to, you know, to reach their dream. Sure. Um, but it's cool that the way we were sharing stories about that. But one of the great things about In the Mississippi Minute is you get a chance to really drill down in a long format show like Coast View and get to know the essence of people. Isn't, it, isn't that neat? It's been the greatest reward, right? You, you can't tell me that that's not. And that's nothing that I thought of when I went in. And when I I knew I was going to be asking questions and it took me a while to learn that you didn't have to always be funny or didn't have to always, you need to listen. You know, my buddy, Gary Valentine from the King Queen says, Steve, you know, I think you're, I think you're pretty good at this. You seem natural, but why don't you listen, try to listen a little more. Not don't worry about being funny or don't. And I said, okay. And, um, but it took me doing my interviews with both of my dads on father's day weekends on that weekend. I want to celebrate them both. When I went straight from celebrity world to them and, People, I never got, I got crazy responses. And what was awful was I was, I was learning things about my father-in-law. I've been married 33 years and my dad, who I've been on this earth for how many, 50 something years. And I never knew that I never knew. And that was awful. That means I never took the time to tell, to ask them or either they just didn't have the time to tell me. But the truth was that was my awakening right there. And I, I find, like you do, we talked about this off the air, but for our listeners out there that are listening, you all, you all have a great story to tell. Um, I find that it's the people that aren't as famous sometimes, sometimes, that, are the, are the, that the world doesn't know, but maybe a family does, right? Uh, or, or, or maybe a fire station knows, or a, a police station, or, or a town, or a community, or whatever they know. And they're characters in a way, right? And they, they can tell us, they can tell their story like nobody else. And they've got a great story to tell. And when that story comes on our shows and on our airways, and it's from Mississippi, right? Well, it's an, it's, it's a touchdown, right? It's, it's, a, I'm in awe. I there's so many, there's so many examples. And oftentimes the ones that inspire me the most not that I'm not inspired by all my guests. Don't get me wrong. Sure, I, I sure. mean, no, they no, wouldn't be are. on the show if I didn't get inspired by them. But, right, right. But you're thinking about sort of deep inspiration that comes from guests. And one comes to mind. It's a, it's a young woman who her name is Abby Wills, and she has a boutique, a children's boutique in Pascagoula. And, um, you know, her family's involved in it. She's got a couple of young children. But she's really, you know, she built this business during the during the pandemic and she's uh, focused on age-appropriate uh, of uh, uh, clothing for kids. I think infant to age fourteen. Wow! And she's had so much success connecting with the people that that buy their clothing from her. She actually ended up opening a a, a brick and mortar store. A brick and mortar. Wow. In Pascagoula. And to hear her story and her passion behind it and her ability to communicate her mission. 
and to know that why she got in the business because she couldn't find age appropriate kit, you know, the, the the kind of clothing she wanted for her children. So she built a business around it. To me, that's inspiring. You know, those are the people who are contributing to the baseball teams and, you know, building great businesses in places like sure, downtown yeah. Pascagoula that's got this wonderful sense of place that's developing. I love those stories. I love telling those stories. And when Kyle and I got done, we both looked at each other and said, wow, that, you know, we, yeah. I really genuinely enjoyed telling Abby's story. Yeah, I, I walk out until I don't have Kyle. Kyle, I wish I had a Kyle. I have Gwen, my wife, when I walk out of my studio, I look at her and go, you want, and she's looking at me like, okay, here he comes again, because I'm really blown away. I'm truly blown away by the stories that we get to share with all of Mississippi and beyond our nation and, uh, and uh, on a national level with the podcast. And I, I just think that it's, uh, it's, it's been a wonder, right? It's a gift, been a gift to us at this point in our lives, right? In our, in our career. It has been. I, it has. It has literally been a gift, and I think about Steve Davenport and Kim Dillon. She, oh yeah, and they're the the company that they've built in Supertalk Mississippi Media, this multimedia company that's that has incredible digital business and their radio company. They have a news network that goes to nearly fifty radio stations across the you know the state of Mississippi. And what's interesting is I came from I came from a world as a publisher where. You know, ethics and integrity were the most important things. I mean, it was, you know, I, I actually learned early in my career that everything is negotiable except your integrity. Think about yeah, that. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. I've done true. over 800 shows, literally 800 shows. And never one time in those 800 shows has Kim or Steve told me to take a specific view or to take a specific approach or don't take a specific approach. Or to have a specific guest. Not one time have they yeah. ever done that. Yeah, I agree. You know, the, uh, same the integrity for that same they bring me. to the table is unparalleled well, trust, in my they career. Trust us. Well, I think that I think that we've given them reason to trust us who we're having, right? And what we're talking about. Um, and because I don't think they, they, you know, they're not just letting anybody. I mean, I, that's what I'm. I feel flattered. That they allowed you and me, who didn't ha didn't have radio shows for you. We were in different parts of media. We understood media. Uh, you obviously understood the the print media better than anybody. And I understood the printing of music at pretty dang good for a while. And I hope I, I hope we both still do in both of those regards. But yeah, this is a totally different avenue. It's the wrong side of the microphone, as I call it, which is really the right side, uh, the other side of the microphone. And it's been spectacular. So, yeah, Kim and Steve and Will, you know, in the beginning, I kept going, Will and Will goes, just do what you're doing. You know, like, I mean, I mean, he would he gave me the rope to hang myself. And, and I guess I'm still trying to figure out how to hang myself. But the truth is, they, they you're right about that. They've been very, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm trying to find the words. You just said it. Uh, but I think trusting just, with a lot of trusting integrity. with with the time. Yeah. That people are advertising and all. I mean, it's yeah. Amazing. But here's the it's, thing. Here's the thing. Their, you know, some some people some people would think that uh, because Super Talk tends some of their shows tend to be conservative. That's not what you and I represent in terms of our shows. We're broadly talking to people regardless of their political point of view. But the point yeah. is that they're not they're not selling our shows. In other words, there's not a, you know they, they don't they don't go and create a package and say okay we're going to allow you to be on Ricky's show. And 800 shows that's never happened. They protect yeah. the integrity of my show. 
They yeah. don't need that. They, that. they know that by building quality in the work that we do and our ability to talk to the state and to talk to um, our regions and in some respects talk yeah. to the nation, that we can do that responsibly and that they, they trust us to do it. And um, they're not trying to guide us. That's the point I, I'm trying to make. They're not trying to I, guide us politically or otherwise. Right, right. I love that. Well, with, we I think that you and me, could run a pretty good race of being able to talk to anybody it's how you and I are built. But I think at some point, if we get really high up on some totem pole of intellectual, uh, you know, it, when it becomes the IQ reaches a certain level, it's this is yours, buddy. <laughs> you get it. You get it. I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. You. Well, here, here's <laughs> one, one last point I'll make, though, is that this is important for me or I wouldn't be doing this gig. You know, the truth is I wouldn't be yeah. doing this gig because sure. I come from a world where we have to live beyond reproach and, and ethics and integrity are incredibly important. But I, but I think, you know, the ability I have, the, I have the freedom, for example, when it was time to change the state flag, no one was directing me. I, I was proud of the Kim and Steve and Super Talk for working really hard to change the state flag. But I had my position on that, and I and I shared that position path, passionate. In fact, I went back and listened to it today, for a matter of fact. But and I, I was proud of how how strong I came out and how early I came out to do that. When it was time to change the state song, oh, I yeah, was you were all on, over you were it. No one me. was directing me to be yeah. all, all over it. Yeah. But but once yeah. again, my my passion for that. Yeah. Paralleled well with Super Talk's passion for that because they felt it was the right thing to do too. Not necessarily because Steve Azar had a show on our deal. You had written that song. That song was yeah, canned. I wrote it for the right reasons. But it was you know it was it you was were, a strong you were contender. Very instrumental and in that guidance of that. I, and I, I'll always be grateful for you for that because you know I turn to my friends and people that know more than I do uh, when it comes to especially. Uh, that side of things, I know how to work a record, but this was this mattered to me way more than working some record. You know, this was not just some record. This was the only shot with this record. You know, uh, songs eventually can find a home. The only home for one Mississippi was where it wound up, and that There's was. So I'm, a, I'm I'm very grateful. Uh, you know, and I really am grateful for you, my friend. I can promise you that. I never, you know, it's interesting, Steve. I never know where our conversations are going to go, but I'm really glad to hear you and me in this moment put a stake in the dirt of, around how much freedom we have to do a great job in our shows, how, how much freedom we have to tell the stories and have, have the positions that we take from time to time that are important to the state. And the fact that we're not directed to do that tells me that we're part of a company that cares incredibly a lot about diversity of opinion and um, and they get yeah. it they get it anyway when it. we come back we'll love continue them. our conversation with Steve Azar we'll see you after this break you can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices once you've enabled the skill just say Alexa open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast this is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View once again. The best conversations happen during the breaks. <laughs> Steve and I are so passionate about this state. And, you know, we do it for the same reason, Steve. You do it because you care deeply about this state and you love telling the stories about this state. There are stories that are interesting to this state that are that are stories people can be inspired by. And I've created Coast View because I had this opportunity in retirement to tell the stories of so many people, including yours, 
about people yeah. who care deeply about the state and deeply about coastal Mississippi and who are making a difference. And it's fun to hear me and Steve when we're not on the air talking about how passionate we are about that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I hope yeah. it, I hope we continue to feel that same way. I, I mean, I can do this for a long time. I, I've often said that if I get tired, I'll just you know fade off into the sunset and be retired again. But I don't see that happening anytime soon because I feel like what you and I are doing is making a difference. Well, we're we're letting everybody in, that's for sure, and we're not. That, that's the bottom line. Uh, but you've made me aware of that because <laughs> <laughs> you know once again it's like you telling me, hey Steve, you got lines in your song. I said really. Um, uh, I, I just see it. It's funny how my mind works compared to yours. I mean, you've had to, you know, I've ran a band and you've ran a business. And although my band has been a business, I've always had people around me that are smarter than me at certain things. And I've learned from them and I've paid attention. And I, my, my, my head, my hands are in and my head is in more of the business than most people think. Uh, but with that said, yeah, you've made me aware of some things and that freedom of getting to do what we get to do. Uh, is the true uh, reward in what we get to do, and that that's, that's, that that word trust is is uh, it's uh, it's a big deal. I mean, trust. We got to find a new word because trust doesn't even feel big enough or or accurate enough. I wouldn't be involved in this company if, at the base of its principles, you know, if what didn't exist is a firm base of integrity i wouldn't be here that's that's you the just, reality that's the word yeah. you used it earlier integrity yeah. is it that's it yeah that's it i mean that says it all right there and you said that's what you based your entire it's media a, career a, on and that's it's a big deal it. hey so steve where are you sitting right now are you in your studio i'm in my studio i'm in uh i got a lot of memorabilia and pictures from doing anthems and and Reba McIntyre gold records over there, and well, there's all sorts of stuff. There's you now, collect you collect my, guitars, right? No, no, I, these guitars are, I've all grown up and playing. I mean, these are not nothing in here except there's a there is a a Tito's guitar that was given to me, uh, but the rest of them are real guitars that I've played every all over the you know America and the world. And there's five of them that are retired that are hanging up in above our dining room. Um, and then there's another, I have stacks everywhere, but the, in the studio, I probably got like about 20 something in here, I guess. I can't count. Too well. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I see a little tribute to Jim Henson behind you. The Muppets, baby. Look at it. And that $20 bill is from one of my, our big donors of the Delta Soul. Do you see the 20? Yeah, I do. Yeah. The $20 bill every year we've dealt soul. Um, one of our big donors, we bet whoever loses uh, has to pay the $20 and sign it. And it lives in either his place in Kentucky or my place here. And so I'm the winner this year of the uh, – we, in fact, we won our own tournament this year. So it was good. So how – we, we kind of wind this down and think about the new year. I, I really think that some of your best writing years are still ahead of you because you're a prolific writer. Do you have some songs that you've been working on that are just like, I like well, this song? We're about to do a 20-year anniversary release of I Don't Have to Be Meet on Monday. I recorded it when the, with my buddies at Pearl River Resort. Uh, when they in Dancing Rabbit, they said, Steve, you know, they wanted to license the song and use it as their theme. So I had to go in and, and recreate 20-something, 20, 20 years ago. Well, we're going to put that version out now. I thought, what a great idea. And I have, I have an album's worth of material ready to go, or I have a couple albums, but... I'm going to focus on putting an EP out with it in the new year. 
Uh, but I've got an act I'm producing right now. He's 17 years old from Jonesboro. And the first song comes out January 13th. I've been writing with him, but trying to stay out as much writing of the process as possible and teaching him. And he's phenomenal. It's it's a mixture in my mind. I, he's an old soul meets new. It's Buddy Holly and Paul Simon and the Everly Brothers meets the band Fun, uh, a little bit of Freddie Mercury at times um, from Queen and uh, and the wow. Avett so he, Brothers. So he's got Avett a range. Brothers. And it's him, though. And Does we really captured him. Oh. It's nuts. It's nuts. Where did and he so come we're, from? We're, Tell me about it. Jonesboro, Arkansas. His name is Drew Pulliam. Uh, nobody knows who he is right now. We're coming out of nowhere, and we're gonna go somewhere. I feel I've got a, I've got great help on on our team, and uh, yeah, we're just excited about him. He's he's wonderful. I mean, he's always got a guitar in his hand, plays piano. He's very theatrical in a way, and so you know, and I just love, I love it. I love, I love taking acts and taking them in such a a stage of either chaos when they can't find themselves because I've I've been there. Or a place of infancy, like they're brand new, and then and then trying to help them skip twenty years of going the, doing the wrong thing. So you he's know? got his version of Bohemian Rhapsody about to happen. Well, his voice at times you go, oh my god, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm overselling that, but there's things that remind you. Yeah, uh, I get it. I get anyway, it. I get it. Anyway, I'm pretty excited about it. So in January, Mississippi will know, start hearing all about it. I can't wait to learn more. But listen, man, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. You're you're a Always. good friend. I'm proud of you for all your good work. And, uh, you know, we have, you know, Happy New Year to you, my friend. Love you, brother. Thank you. Later on, Cal, as always. Yep, yep. Take care. You are the best. You are the best. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. 2023, baby. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.